addition to the role, different players, different strokes. But let me tell you about one thing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with hour number two of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Uh, Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp. Rufus Edmonston is with us. Mark Bumgardner is with the Orange County Extension Service, and uh, he's with us this morning. We'll have some a couple of master gardeners on near the bottom of the hour, talk about their experience uh, with uh, – the new program and uh, we'd love to hear from you at 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF and uh, we're going to talk to uh, the state farmers market also coming up in a few minutes here on WPTF 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF and uh we certainly uh, hope you'll join us this morning as uh, you're waking up today. It was a little, a little chillier this morning than I thought it was going to be. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a nice warm day. It was beautiful yesterday mm-hmm. to, yeah, to be outside and uh, celebrate my grandson's birthday. It's actually on Monday, but uh, happy happy second birthday. Happy for, second for birthday. For Wells Rayleigh, and, and we, uh, we hope he's got a little party today with just family and and uh he'll he can, be excited he can put about lots most of anything it doesn't matter what we do he'll be excited <laughs> so. sounds like granny is excited uh, yeah yeah well i spent a little time with him yesterday uh over in pittsburgh at uh at reeves farm and uh we we looked at the cows and we picked up sticks and put them in piles and oh yeah. and uh Try to push a wheelbarrow around a little bit. That would have been interesting yeah. to watch. So, yeah. <laughs> Wait till he gets a little bit older, putting firecrackers in those pots. <laughs> Wait a minute! Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Uh, we I think we've uh, we've got Miss Monica on on now. Uh, Monica, good morning to you. Good morning. How are y'all? We're doing good. I hope you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great thanks very much so we uh we had we didn't have any frost on the pumpkin this morning but we have earlier this week uh farmers dealing with that okay yeah i think so of course it probably ended the season for some of our our summer harvest that was extended a little but yeah, butter you know, they always say those collards are better after that frost that's so right that's true that's right. a little sweeter but just in time for for thanksgiving right mm-hmm. that's right so uh, what what do you have under the farmer's shed this morning? Well, I saw lots and lots of collards. Um, you can buy just the you know the leaf collards if you like, or you can buy the whole head. And there's bunches of them down there this morning. I saw loads coming in as I was actually driving in this morning. I was kind of driving along with some of those collard trucks, and um, <laughs> so they have come in fresh from the farm. And of course, sweet potatoes to go along with it, pecans. Um, we do still have a little bit where everybody, you know, kind of harvested everything out of the fields because of the frost. So we do still have some tomatoes and peppers and squash and that sort of thing available. Um, but all of that, of course, is, you know, coming to an end soon unless, you know, some of our greenhouse production will be taking place of that. 
Um, but great selection of all your greens and all those staple items that you love for, for Thanksgiving. All right. Well, it's uh, plenty of apples is a good thing. Yes, of course. Got to have an apple pie or some of apple course. sauce or whatever how you like it. Or apple. just an apple. That's yeah. right. Just an apple. Apple a day, they say, keeps the doctor away, right? So right. um can always enjoy apples. And we have so many varieties. So no matter what your taste buds like, whether it's a little sweet or more on the tart side, you can find all those different varieties of apples and there's dried apples, there's apple cider, and um, wonderful selection. Monica, I have a friend that's from sort of up above the Mason-Dixon line, and uh, she is on the line today because I told her I was going to embarrass you and ask you, how do you fix collards? How do I fix collards? Right. I want, And she's listening, so I want you to tell her how to fix a mess of collards. Well, I'll be honest. I've never personally cooked collards. Oh my God! Oh my goodness! You are one smart person. Oh my goodness! Thank God! Well, my mother used used fat back. Yeah, fat back for turnip salad, turnip salad, and uh, and uh, mustard greens, turnip (laughs) greens and mustard greens mixed, but used you know flavored with some fat back. Mm-hmm. And collards the same same way. Well, it's, you cook them down with water, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it takes uh, a long time, and the flavoring is the key. Yeah. Well, you got to cut does. them small yeah. enough so so it doesn't drip down your chin whenever you get that a big <laughs> old bite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut them small enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that you know what it's called that that juice that comes from it. I bet you don't know. What's the juice from the the, the greens called? I do. The pot liquor. It's yeah, a pot liquor. Pot liquor. <laughs> All right, I didn't think you'd know that if you don't cook it. I got drunk on pot oh, liquor. No. I personally just haven't cooked them all by myself. I've been around them being cooked many times. <laughs> yeah, if you want to smell up the house, you can certainly do it with uh, with good collards. Yeah, a lot of times um, my family, that the, they've gotten where they just cook them outside. You know, they have the grill with the burner on the grill, mm-hmm. and they do a big pot outside. Yeah, that's probably that a good idea. That's the way the house. Yeah. That's right. So turnip salad the same yep. way, but it's it's good and good for you. That and some yeah. sweet potatoes. Ooh, me. Yes, and so many great ways to cook sweet potatoes. Um, you know, if you haven't tried, you know, just having a sweet potato um, souffle, or of course, you know, that's just kind of what everybody's used to. But you can roast sweet potatoes, and another thing you can do is just eat sweet potatoes raw, like as a snack, or add them to your salad, and they're so good for you. I know we're uh, near the top or at the top of growing sweet potatoes in this state. I'm not sure about uh, turnip salad, if we're the turnip salad or collard kings or not. I'll have to ask the commissioner about that next time I see him. There you go. <laughs> you gotta get to, don't you have to get the sweet potatoes out of the ground before it gets too cold? Yeah, and most of um some are still being dug, but mostly everybody, most of the fields I've seen, they're – they're either finishing up or, you know, don't have too many too many left. Um, a lot of the harvest has already been done with sweet potatoes yeah. for the most part. Got the greeners out there picking picking up from, you know, the churches and stuff like that that are uh, feeding, you know, picking up the... The leftovers, yeah. Yeah, the leftovers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have taken uh, sweet potatoes before and, and grilled them, not cut them, cut, cut them in slices, Long ways so they wouldn't fall through the cracks, and grill them, which is mighty good too. 
Wow, that sounds good. I, I never thought about that. That's a great idea. We have yeah. to go out there and try that right now. <laughs> smoke, yeah. smoke sweet potato. Yep. Mm. yep. Why, why didn't you bring some sweet potatoes this morning? Rufus? Well, I do have uh, two boxes that a friend brought to me from Greene County. Oh, which I these just, are the Covington sweet potatoes. Covington sweet potatoes. Mm. And, are you uh, going to try to make uh, vodka with these? A little or? liquid, a little, little liquid uh, Covington <laughs> Too while he was at it. That's some of the pot liquor, right? Yeah, no, I, that, that's real pot liquor. I think it's. I think this is clear, maybe moonshine. <laughs> Monica, don't mind us. We're just. We're just kind of. Uh, I'm just having a good time this morning. Yeah, that's a good thing. Well, I, I missed last week. I was on vacation last week. First time I'd been off in a couple of years, and, and oh, uh, wow. it was terrible. I mean, I, I just felt. I felt like you I should be here, even do. though we, we had the best of the best in here with Tom yeah. Campbell. But I, you know, it's just just didn't feel right so i'm glad to be back uh, sure yeah you know while we've been talking um i was sitting here and i pulled up just the, i couldn't remember it off the top of my head but i've got the recipe for what we usually hand out when we have our collar day here and it's the recipe that the rest of the state farmers market restaurant gives us um so i will read this and so everybody that's listening and then if, if anybody needs it i'll be glad to send it to them if they want to contact me afterwards but um, a good recipe, just a general one, is if you have two heads of North, fresh North Carolina collards, um, one large smoked ham hock, a half a pound of salted fat back, one pinch of crushed red pepper, and some salt to taste. Um, that's the ingredients. And then you wash your collards, and then you remove the large stalks and stack about six to seven leaves together, roll them up, cut them into half-inch pieces, and then in a large pot, you put a about a, one and a half gallons of water, the ham hocks, the fat back, pepper, and salt. Um, bring them to a bowl, and you turn the heat down to medium. Boil for at least an hour. And then you add the cut-up collards and cook until they're tender. Keep the collards stirred in the pot while cooking. And then you pull your ham, your ham hock apart and leave lean meat in the collards to serve. And, of course, a lot of people have their own little condiments they like to add to the collards, such as vinegar, or mm-hmm. pepper relish and that sort of thing. Now, that was a great way of doing it, and I'm sure my friend copied that down because it's not that complicated. No, it's not, and I just didn't want to say something because it's not one of those routine things. Like I say, I've been around them being cooked, but it's not something I do on my own because <laughs> I like collards. But Monica, if you'll, uh, if you'll send me that that recipe, I'll uh, yes. we'll put it on the Weekend Gardener page. I'll certainly send it to Rufus. Yes. That'll be great. I yeah. sure will. All right. And um, So what about the uh, – what else is going to – we got plant vendors down there this morning? We do. We've got some pansies down there and some house plants. Um, still seeing a few – maybe a few mums still hanging on with a little bit of color, but mostly pansies and the ornamental cabbage and collards, that sort of thing. Collards. I've got collards on my brain. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody needs a few collards. The ornamental cabbage and kale. Well, that, um, so you know all those things you can add to your landscape, or if you've got a container that you want to put together and make a pretty mixed pot. There's even some of those already made down there. So great selection, and the biggest thing, you know, we've got Christmas trees. It's that time. Oh, so they are here, so you, and all the wreaths and roping and everything to go along with it. Um, we well, all used to get them right after Thanksgiving, but you, so now now you're getting them before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we've always had a few vendors that have uh, come in 
you know, the week before Thanksgiving, and over the uh, years, we've seemed to see more. And this year, I tell you, everybody's ready. I think everybody's kind yeah, of Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, and so um, we've got a lot of trees already setting up with more to come. Um, there's all shapes and sizes down there, and they're beautiful, and they smell so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people want to do something that's yeah. active and, and creative this time. They've had about enough of this COVID stuff. Yeah. Yeah. little yeah. cheer. Everybody's ready to decorate. Righto. So what about up in the market shops? Well, of course, you can find your fresh seafood in there and your meats and cheeses. Um, so I don't know. I know one of our vendors was taking some pre-orders for turkeys, and you might be able to to snag one if you come out, if they have any extras um, of the fresh um, turkeys. And, of course, they've got ham and they have beef. Um, you can also find eggs and cheese and milk in there, as well as so many different jams and jellies, those Pies that we were talking about, if you don't have time to make one yourself or just not up to it, um, you can come out and we have our baked good folks that are have lots of cakes and pies ready just for you to grab and take home with you. Okay, Monica, yeah, how, how is our little uh, shop coming that, that uh, the young couple is moving into that will have the Rufus doll? <laughs> I, I've been, on that. I I've been deprived waiting. here for, for four weeks now. They're they're waiting for the Rufus dog machine. I'm about to yeah, it. They're waiting for you to. Come. I think they're expecting you to come and the grand help opening. Them cook, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna have to cook your own hot dogs now, Rufus. Yeah. Oh, right. No, they're still. They've got a couple little um, things that they're waiting on. I think they have an inspection that they're waiting on, and so as soon as that's done, they're ready to go. Um, so we're everybody's anticipating them opening up and looking forward to it. So as soon as they do, we will let you know. I will personally let you know, Rufus, the day that they open. Thank you. <laughs> that will make him happy. <laughs> yeah. Send us somehow to get excited about a hot dog. It's wonderful. I know, yeah. but they're, they're so, so good. good. Yeah, they are. Does the farmer's market restaurant serve hot dogs? No. You know, I think they might. They may on their, like their kids' menu. Oh, okay. Oh. Rufus, just look at the kids' never, menu. And never you... seen it. I'll have to check. I can't remember. You can get a mini, a mini Rufus hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> they probably yeah. want to put sauerkraut on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Oh, uh, so, uh, Supersod and, and uh, Market Imports are, are doing well. I'm sure you can find a lot of Christmas presents at uh, Market Imports. Oh, yes. I think anybody would be very happy if they got a, a gift from Market Imports for Christmas. And they have a lot of unique items over there that you don't find just anywhere. So go, go by, check those guys out. And, um, you know, we were talking about making those mixed containers. You can grab your pansies and everything down at the farmer's area and then come out and, and pick up a, a favorite pot um, to make your mixed container. And um, that would make a wonderful gift also. Yes, indeed. I blew my segue going into the the restaurants. We should have continued talking about the two uh, the the two major restaurants there at the uh, the farmers market restaurant, the seafood restaurant. Yes, um, both are delicious, and the State Farmers Market Restaurant has outdoor dining where you can come and enjoy a meal. Um, it's a little chilly to start off this morning with the sunshine, and I think it's a nice day to sit out and enjoy a meal on the outside. Um, and of course, they have those homemade biscuits. Yeah, and they have daily lunch specials, and 
everything's good. I don't, I don't think I've ever tried anything I didn't like over there. Including the collards. They make I collards? I, like, oh, yeah. I do like collards. Um, I mean, I like them in, I guess you could say, in minimum amounts. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I love their collards. The way they season theirs, they're always delicious. We better not ask Monica about chitlins. I'm afraid we'd get a bad yeah, answer. No, we don't want to. That would just... not, yeah, that's not my thing either. <laughs> well, we will, we'll we'll drop that. No, we have to drop that because of, of secret society rules. <laughs> so, do we leave out anybody? Everybody okay? What about the the seafood restaurant? Are they? Um, the, yeah. Is it takeaway only, or do they take out only right now? How, how much and longer outdoor. you think? And outdoor, they have yeah. outdoor seating. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, they okay. just don't have indoor yet. And of course, you can order online. Um, they're trying to promote. Their new online ordering. Um, so if you need to place an order ahead of time, you can do that. That's a great way to do it. Oh, wow. Yes. Great That's place. And the Hunter Pork Center, of course. They're a popular spot right now. <laughs> they had a little line forming this morning. Everybody waiting to get that pork for for Thanksgiving. And uh, we have Super Spot here. And, of course, be sure to check out our craft shed and see what's going on in there. we got some beautiful crafts coming in, as well as our regular folks that are usually there with the lemonades and um, some of the other specialty foods that are coming through there, hot sauces and that sort of thing. One of those hot sauces you might like on collards. I don't know. Worth a try. Some pe- yeah, some yes, people so, like yeah, a little yeah, little red pepper mixed mm-hmm. in there. So, Well, thank you, Monica. Yes, and thank you guys. Everybody come see us. We're here seven days a week, and hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving, and um, stay safe. Now, are y'all going to be open on Thanksgiving Day? We are. Oh, wow. And there are a few vendors who choose to close, but for the most part, um, there'll be, you know, some of them will be open, um, especially early morning. There's a few of them that'll come up with collards and that sort of thing for those last minute folks that are trying to get their, right. their Thanksgiving meal together. So, very good. Thank you, Monica. Yes, thank you, and take care. All right. Uh, William is in Cary. No, William, uh, William, the air traffic controller is in Beaufort, actually. Mike. Are y'all heading that way? Oh, I, I'm down in Beaufort. I'm at the farmer's market, and I have a mess of collars already. Oh, oh, how about that? Mess, messy collars. Is that there in front of the courthouse <laughs> in Beaufort? Yeah, yeah, they have it every Saturday morning about 8.30 to noon. I got some collars and picked up some pansies and some uh, fresh shrimp this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <an> interesting combination. <laughs> <laughs> collards and well, shrimp. Collard, the collards are for Thanksgiving. The shrimp's going to be for lunch today. Yeah, you got to let you got to let the collards age a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, you been doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, missed you last week. Uh, I called in and got greeted by the one and only Mr. Great Tom Campbell. Absolutely, can't beat that. So, uh, uh, you, uh, you, so what? Have you been working on your landscape there at Beaufort? Yeah, I, I took out all my lantana, and that's why I'm getting ready to put some pansies in those beds and uh, get it ready for the winter time. So some annual, some of the really short-growing annual varieties of lantana. A lot of people are incorporating those into to the summer landscape, and it's working very well. They're very hardy, and and ones that uh, were yours still blooming. Yeah, they're still blooming. Yeah, mine, yeah. mine I were the mine huge. Yeah, huge blooming. Yeah, we. Yeah, been so warm down here most always it hasn't gone into transition yet oh wow well it's started i mean it, it it's it's starting to fade here in in raleigh and Cary, of course but it's uh yeah I, I don't doubt that it's still pretty green down there what else are you uh, going to put in in your landscape 
Uh, pretty much that for the uh, for the winter, just uh, the pansies, and uh, I'm waiting for spring to come. I'm, I'm gonna put a more couple more palm trees in the back, and uh, I'm trying to find a, a blue agave plant to put in the very center of the driveway. Uh, but I guess summertime's gonna be the or springtime be the time to start looking for that. Yeah, those agaves uh, grow pretty well down. I know at Topsail. Uh, agaves and black pines and uh, pedosporum, uh let's see, wax myrtles, a lot of things like that. Yeah. Are, I think the Carteret County, I think it's Carteret County that has a list, probably several of those county extension services have a list of coastal growing type plants that are recommended. Yeah. Webb, do you have any oleander? Uh, don't bet, but I plan on this spring put some in, Rufus. It's, uh, I'm learning about the coastal landscape, and it's totally different from uh, you know the Raleigh area and the central western North Carolina. Yeah. It, it is completely different from what I'm used to. Well, William, I appreciate you calling my friend and checking in. Yeah, I just want to say we missed you last weekend, and uh, let Rufus know that his package has arrived. Uh, I'm going to try to get it to him sometime before Christmas. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> He's got a smile on his face. <laughs> and, and, and I have to tell him, I, I sat on the porch last night and watched the sunset, and I had some of his mighty tasty uh, beverage that he gave me uh, last Christmas. It's, I don't know if we should be talking about any of this. Let's get, wait a minute, before you leave, let's get back to plants. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about derivative of plants. Oh, well, uh, plant derivatives. We're not talking about tequila, we're talking about agave, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a, a plant derivative from corn, and it's mighty tasty. Oh, yeah. corn. Yeah. Corn, not sweet potatoes. Very That's legit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no bootleg. And cigars are absolutely from the plant uh, firsthand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're right on 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 horticulture there. There you go. But these these aren't from the blockade, are they? No, no. no. Okay. They, they were purchased before that. <laughs> oh, that well, they're real been, old. Been 1960. <laughs> <laughs> They've aged. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. 1960. <laughs> I'd hate to light one of those things. That <laughs> you might lose your face. So oh, it's uh, exactly. So you uh so you're going to uh, plant some agave and palm trees. What type of palm trees? Uh, just a palm man. I got, I got two in the front of the house, and I'm going to put two more towards the back uh, off the porch to kind of uh, even it out. Uh, just the, uh, the look of the landscape. But I'm, I've been spraying Bermuda grass all morning. The Bermuda grass is coming up through my rocks like crazy. Yeah, that's hard to, control. hard to it's control. Hard to control. Yeah. Especially when you have zoysia, trying to grow zoysia, which is a little sensitive. Yeah, yeah it, tries, it tries to invade the zoysia, and, and I've been trying to pull it out by hand. But well, William, take it easy, buddy. We'll, we'll right, see you next time. All right, buddy. Great weekend. Thank Good you. Morning. You too. Bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yes, indeed. Mike Rayleigh here, along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston, and uh, Mart Bumgardner is with us of the Orange County Cooperative Extension Service, and a couple of his master gardeners. Are they officially master gardeners yet? Or They're are they? still interns. Okay, still interns. Melissa and Kay, welcome to the Weekend Gardener, girls. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> we have two thank yous. So, well, that's that's a good start. So it it uh, we're glad to have have you on. Uh, tell us about your experience with this uh, newer technology and and uh, kind of an odd way to to have to do a a, master, a long period of master gardener classes. Start with Kay. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, we actually we discussed this in class uh, just this last week. Uh, and we have folks that are experienced, real master gardeners. Uh, we're just the interns. And they, uh, they said how wonderful this class has been, how attentive everyone has been. We haven't lost anybody from the group. It is collegial. Um, and it's, it's very easy to stay focused when Zoom, Zoom stuff is, is on and it's going from slide to slide quickly and you're trying to catch everything that these accomplished people are sharing with us. We've got great speakers and great Zoom sessions. Well, that's interesting to know, Mark, for, for the future. Maybe uh, this is this is a way to do it. Well, I mean, so at least some aspects of the class. You know, it's it's absolutely fabulous. I mean, we're recording all of these sessions, so so if, if people miss a class, they're able to come back and, and view that, that missed session. So, so you're never – you know, you're never too far away from being able to 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 make up the work that you missed, Melissa. What about your experiences with this class? It's been wonderful. Uh, it was back in July. I was very apprehensive; never used Zoom, so we had an orientation class in July. And that first Zoom call, I was very I, I didn't know if I could do it, but uh, Matt and uh, the wonder, other wonderful mentors have done a lot of legwork trying to get all these things together, and it was a very easy process. A lot of us, the first couple of times, they had to be very patient because uh, we were in and out of the Zoom calls. But after a couple of classes, everybody started to get on board, and it's been very useful during this time uh, for other things. I have school-age children, and, and now that's all we do, trying to communicate with the teachers and yeah. the staff. So, Melissa, what what are your interests in uh, the gardening realm? Uh, I love it all, but I, I came through. Uh, I, I worked with our community garden uh, here in Carville for seven years, and part of that time I was fundraising for them, and also oh. I was um, help running uh the garden, so I uh, was trying to teach young gardeners, uh, well, of all ages, uh, how to garden for the first time. Um, so that's how I got interested more in it. What about you, Kay? Well, I'm a fairly, I'm a music teacher. I teach in my home. Are you? Prior to, yeah. Oh, my wife is, too. She taught in Wake County Schools for uh, 43 years. Well, I taught in Chapel Hill Carborough Public School. Wow. I salute you. <laughs> But the reason I mention it is that my first uh, the, my first year in the Chapel Hill Carborough schools was at Carborough High School, which is where I taught till I retired. And uh, we have a wonderful garden around the school, and uh, I had opportunities, as do students and other other teachers, other interested parents, to work in that garden. In addition, I have, I'm a home gardener, and uh, I you know the old "earn while you learn." phrase yes yeah well that's what i was doing <laughs> so so i i learned what grows and doesn't grow in shade in north carolina by planting things that didn't 
<laughs> well, that's, that's uh, uh, you know everybody does that. Okay. You know, all good gardeners have lost things, or but you know you, it's good to experiment. Well, Melissa and Kay, this is Rufus Edmiston, and my congratulations. I one of the the things I hear from people is that they think that they don't they're not smart enough to be in a master gardening, and that people make fun of them. I said, well, there's some funny people in the gardening, but. I don't believe that'll be true. People don't throw spitballs in class. No. I mean, I don't know. What, what are you scared of? Yeah. <laughs> can't do that on Zoom, right? No, you certainly no. can't. Man. That's another reason to probably have Zoom. <laughs> you, you know, but I, I think that the concern that you're raising is one that I think I'd be surprised if there's anyone who's in the class that didn't have the fear of not knowing enough coming into it. Oh, yeah. And we're all different abilities. We have all different interests. We have folks that have had years' experience. I mean, I know I know shade, <laughs> and I'm delighted to learn that there are people that grow in sunshine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what what are some of your favorite plants for shade? Oh my goodness, my yard's just name it. It's full of stuff for shade. Um, well, we, we have a duo combo here. I, I live in uh, Hillsborough, and downtown Hillsborough, there is a herd of deer that come through here. Um, and I'd say there are about 15 of them. Both of my neighbors on either side love the deer, and they feed the deer. And so the deer <laughs> believe that there's a sign that says, salad bar open on my <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we hear that a lot. Well, uh, and young deer will eat anything. Then they'll spit it out because they didn't like it, and there it sits dead. But um, having said that, that means things like salvias and anything that's smelly. Uh, I I do have an herb, the one little sunny spot I have, I have an herb garden because, uh, one, they don't like those. I've got leeks and onions and all sorts of beautiful flowering, but also vegetable things that they don't like uh, that also seem to do okay in the shade. How about hellebore? I, I found that the deer oh, did not eat my hellebore. I have a whole row of, yeah, the, I have a... a where my my yard abuts my neighbor's yard, a uh, whole bunch of hellebore, a whole bunch of lovely uh, grasses. It's very I'm at a very steep slope, uh, and so those look just lovely. They're hardy, they're uh, resilient, and as you inferred, the deer, for some reason, they actually don't eat those. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So, Melissa, uh, Kay likes uh, shade gardening. What, what, what is your interest? Do you like vegetable gardening or, or uh, shrubs or trees or flowers? Yes, sir. Or? Uh, any, anything that you can eat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, to do organic gardening. Um, that's pretty much all I know. And um, don't use any of the standard stuff that you pull out of uh, the big box stores and um, it's just been wonderful to learn how to grow different vegetables and fill my freezer up with food. It, it makes me feel good, and I've got healthy things for my family to eat. So that's that's so what I like. Have you uh, have you grown any collards? <laughs> I have not. Well, in the past, I have all oh. kinds of greens. Uh, I love mustard greens. My, it was one of my dad's favorite too. And you kind of cook them all the same. I've, I was listening listening to you previously. Yeah. Um, so spinach, I've, I've never used cor- I've never used ham hock with with that. I use that. For, no, my mom used that for I, cabbage. I, yeah, ham hocks yeah, and cabbage. Know, 
I never usually have that <clears throat> stuff on hand and um, or the fat back, so I use bacon to cook mine. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, I, I just uh, <coughs> fry the bacon up a little and, um, you know, make sure I wash my collards real well. And Yeah, you um, don't want any grit. Kinda, yeah, you can get a lot of sand in there and, then, you know. <laughs> I don't like eating sand. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, so... So, yeah. so you uh, you're obviously very glad that you uh, took the plunge and 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 are doing this. And so, how long do you how long do you have? How many more classes? Uh, how many left? Well, we've been three. we've been in class since September, beginning of September, and I think we've got three or four more classes. So it's been wonderful. Uh, uh, Matt is just so knowledgeable, and all the yeah. mentors, Lorraine, John. Mary, Meg, Lee, they're just so smart and um, so uh, caring. They've made sure we all are on board and the people that we uh, uh, that are taking the class are, are really nice and they're just really into plants. So I, I really like that because when I try to talk to other people about plants, they eyes kind of glaze over, but everybody in, in uh, this group loves plants, so Kay, they're on board. <laughs> Kay, what was your favorite class? Oh, um, it was actually the, the first two where we learned about soil. So, well, that's, that's quite a topic there. Um, Probably and didn't know as much... <laughs> There's there's so much more to learn about it that we haven't really right. even talked about how to re, how to read the soil reports yet. So <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Getting a soil test is one thing, but understanding uh, what it is. What about you, Melissa? Oh, I liked all of them in in different ways. But uh, the, so the latest one we had on diseases and disorders of plants was very. I learned a lot. All of them I've learned a lot, but the diseases and disorders they. It uh, was very intriguing. So, do you all have a final exam? No, we, we don't. We, we no, that's initially. Scary. That's what we, scares people. Well, I know, and and I didn't realize how how people reacted whenever we said we're going to have a test. Yeah, that's a test. Oh my god! Yeah, because they haven't book. had a test in it's, a long yeah, time. It's, it's open book, and then all of a sudden, we we actually decided that we're not going to do a test. We're going to do a final evaluation, but. We have a student project, and, and that's – could you guys maybe talk a little bit about your student project or what you're doing with your student project? Sure. Yes. Yeah, Kay, go first. Okay. Um, okay. The group that – the group there are three groups, and we're each doing a different piece of the puzzle here. Uh, we're organizing information in a video format uh, to be used eventually, and I'm sure it'll go through more processing than we're doing, uh, for the town of Hillsborough. They readjusted uh, their ordinance to help people who would like to go in a more natural and a more uh, friendly uh, way of handling their yard. So the, the corner of the world that we have is rain garden, which in the past the assumption was that you'd have a beautiful lawn the whole time, 12 months around the year, which I've often thought that God really did not intend for there to be lawns in North Carolina at all, but that's my issue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine is slowly slipping away because I have so many plants, but... uh, uh, (laughs) And isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is. It is. 
that was my approach, too. Uh, when we first moved to North Carolina, we've lived here about 30 years now, we had this huge, big uh, yard with all with lawn, and I thought they were going to find my body under the lawnmower because it was so steep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started planning just, just to save myself from the lawnmower. Uh, so this, this uh, rain garden is a wonderful project. But what do you do with that rush that you get off roofs and downspouts and uh, very, very steep hillsides so that you can help clean up the water, you can make it more beautiful, yeah. uh, and you can take advantage of what might otherwise be considered a problem. Melissa, you want to add something to that? I am in group two, um, and what we are doing is edible landscapes, so... The town of Hillsborough is going to allow you to have some uh, natural areas in your yard uh, before you really, I don't know if they... It, it was a requirement. Really dis- yeah, I'm sorry. It, it was a requirement that you had to keep your grass mowed uh, at a certain height, less than eight inches. But with a managed lawn, that's what these, these groups are doing is identifying ways um, that they can make a managed lawn for example, Melissa was talking about the vegetable or edible. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step in. I was trying to explain the, the, you know, what what the we're trying to do in Hillsboro. So go ahead, please, Melissa. So um, our group is working on edible landscape, and and uh, what another word for that is foodscape. How to integrate growing um, uh, vegetables, things you can eat in your existing landscape or modifying your landscape so you can grow more vegetables. And so it's very interesting. There's lots of things that you can grow, um, mostly in sun, but some in shade. And so um, we've done several things. We've gone to visit uh, some author. We, uh, uh, we went to visit Bree Author and, and, uh, to see her uh, edible landscape, how she's integrated those things. Um, and she's made her, she has, um, has made her yard beautiful. Um, sometimes you think of a garden as being an eyesore and, and a lot of neighborhoods won't allow it, but she's integrated, uh, beauty into the garden using vegetables and ornamentals, uh, to create that. Yeah, she's a fantastic gardener. She is. And by the way, one last question from me. What do you think of this fellow named Mart Bumgarner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he trouble or what? I mean, is he call uh, I mean, that that uh, lieutenant colonel comes out in him? I'm sure. Just, just watch what you're saying. We think he's wonderful. Yeah, oh. we do too. We That's do an too. A. That's an extra A plus. Hey, <laughs> hey, hold on, girls. We'll, we, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back for a couple of minutes. Uh, more of the weekend gardeners straight ahead here on WPTF. It's nine fifty three. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. Yeah, we're getting, uh, it'll be 76 years in January. Uh, 36 years for the Weekend Gardener part of it. How about that? When uh, servicing your car, you need to know your cycle of service. Probably hadn't thought about that. Your cycle of service begins the, the month you buy the car. And that cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they'll schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. 
And for those using synthetic oil, and most people do now, driving limited miles maybe, you may go months past a normal service based on those miles and will need to schedule your service two to three times a year. During your service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission levels, too. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle like a Toyota Prius, the certified hybrid technicians at Kings are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. Now, this usually occurs around 150,000 miles. Now, call Kings on Monday to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. And any other service you might need. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Kay and Melissa, uh, it, this has been quite a quite a trip for you you guys. I'm, I'm sure you're glad you... Uh, you uh, were a part of it, and uh, I hope you have many years uh, as a master gardener. Oh, thank you so much. We hope to be able to give back. I mean, we just received so much here that we've learned uh, the opportunity to share this with community. And we would hope that anyone that's really interested is honestly brave enough to, to apply for the program and uh, get this wonderful education so that they can help others as well. Yeah. So it's it's um, I don't know it can be a lifelong thing almost for some people they they go on and on and uh, do so much for the community absolutely Mark. absolutely we are so thankful that uh, they're willing to put the time in and and because uh, it's a volunteer organization yeah uh, where we we teach them something and then they help us reach out to the community and help the community right well that's a good thing well it's it's a wonderful it's uh quite a lofty goal i'd say to be uh to have the title master gardener absolutely and and they'll they'll have a requirement uh uh when when we get through covid uh to put in 40 hours a week or i'm sorry 40 hours a year yeah a volunteer time of a volunteer of their time part of that will be a 10 hours of education um and that's easy to to do Kay and Melissa, thank you very much maybe you'll come on the show sometime with with mart or by yourselves Thank you. So We'd much love for to. Us. Okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Well, I'll bring them in. More of the weekend gardener coming up. <laughs>